You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum, where you thought you got rid of us, but we're still here. We're your hosts. Justin. And Ricky. And uh yeah, we uh we're back from we're back from Gen Con. Uh we've been back from Gen Con. We kind of went mad there at the end. Nah, I don't know about that. I think we already were mad and the sleep deprivation just heightened that insanity. Yeah, our Saturday night, uh the last recording we did, we got to bed at say close to four in the morning. Somewhere around there. Back up at 6 or 7 in the morning. Oh, yeah, just to do it all over again and then go home. Yeah. So, this episode today is going to be our total recap of Gen Con and tips and tricks for next year. Stuff that we'll have to re-listen to so that we don't forget it again. Yeah. Like, chuck up on that uh, immune booster and vitamin C so you don't come back for the con crud. Oh, con crud. Con crud's always the best. It hit me for a day. Like, yeah. But it was only like, I thought I was clear. Because it wasn't until, like, Friday when we got back that I'm like, oh, man, mm-hmm. I'm going to die. But, uh, no, it's, you got to take care of yourself because there's a lot of people in a very confined space. And not necessarily after four days of gaming straight, the most hygienic group of people. We were very hygienic. I washed as much as I could because it was very hot out there, but. You can yeah. tell that a lot of people didn't. So, with that being said, we're going to start off with our role recap. Justin, what have you played since coming back? Well, technically Sunday until Sunday of Gen Con until now. Well, we never did role recaps at Gen Con. I think we technically did, but I'll... Because I'll, uh... we didn't talk about the things we played before going to Gen Con. I don't remember what we played before going to Gen Con. Uh... Oh, yeah. So... I'm going to keep going. Um, so I had played some Gloomhaven. Got a couple more scenarios knocked out of that. Uh, and now we've got the uh, solo scenarios that I picked up at Gen Con. So our level 5 characters can get some uh, fancy extra gear from doing a solo adventure. Uh, we played some Lords of Waterdeep at my buddy's place. Uh, along with Love Letter, which is one of his wife's favorites. Um... Actually, Lords of Waterdeep, I think, is her personal favorite. Uh, Love Letter comes in a close second because that's always a tight match when the four of us play. Uh, So Mysterium, introduce that to them. So that's the role recap. Um, Love to hear what you've been playing recently. And if there's anything at Gen Con that you saw that we did not, let us know. Yeah, make sure to check out our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Tabletop Arcanum. Email address, tabletoparcanum at gmail.com. So, news. New, 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 new news. It was dry leading up to Gen Con for the most part, and then a lot of things happened. We did see um, recently uh, Asmodee has acquired Lion Rampant Imports, Go Kids, Sea Rainbow Group, and Skyship. 
they're just building their global empire. Um, the light well, rampant. Those are all distributors, though. They're not yeah. uh, publishing companies. Yeah, like they they're all distributors. But we've got Canada, Taiwan, Chile, and China distributors mm -hmm. joining the ranks for them. Well, and they're pretty much breaking ties with Alliance, which is the the was the exclusive. Um, U.S. distributor, so that's changing up. Mm -hmm. So it looks like they're trying to figure out their own supply channel and just doing their own thing, mm -hmm. uh, 100% on their own. Yeah. So we'll see how that uh, shapes up. I just hope it doesn't disrupt uh, releases and resupplies and mm. and things because um, going to a single channel definitely made that challenging. Yeah. Uh, a few uh, announcements by Simon uh, that we missed at Gen Con. Um, they did announce Ankh, Gods of Egypt. Yeah. Yeah, that looks beautiful. The minis look fantastic. Um, well, this is Eric Lang's trilogy capstone, mm -hmm. per se, because um, it kind of finishes off the Gods mm -hmm. series, which started with uh, Blood Rage, which was uh, Norse. Um, area control game, um, Rising Sun was the kind of like the second game uh, successor. A little bit more diplomacy than Risk, but and now Ankh is the third that mm -hmm. will kind of complete the cycle, if you will. Yeah. They're not necessarily connected, but they're at least design feels similar. Mm -hmm. You're uh, it's going to be a two to five player. Mm -hmm. um, you play as a god of ancient Egypt, um, competing to survive as society begins to forget the old ways. Oh, American um, God's ways. Oh, yeah. Um, artist uh, Adrian Smith, who um, worked on Blood Rage and Rising Sun, is providing art, so you know it's going to be beautiful. Very pretty. Um, nice thing about this particular artist is if you actually look at Blood Rage and Rising Sun, um, without actually looking at the credits, it's almost hard to see that they're the same artist, mm -hmm. or at least primary artist. Because the, the style is geared towards the theme in the game. Mm -hmm. So that's that's exciting news. Yeah. We should be seeing that Kickstarter by the end of this year. So hopefully soon. And they are going Kickstarter again. So be prepared for add-ons, extras, and all the other fun stuff that you get with CMON Kickstarters. Next on their, uh, their reveals, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Afterlife, the card game. Yeah, this was a little bit of a shock. I couldn't find too much information on it. I want to know more about it. Um, but it is uh, co-designed by Lang and Andrea Cherevisio, uh, produced in collaboration with CG Pro uh, CD Projekt Red. So, of course, if you guys don't remember us talking about them before, those are uh, the creators of the Cyberpunk 2077 video game. Right, who also did the Witcher video game series. Mm -hmm. So they're very well steeped in the cyberpunk world. So uh, I'm guessing they're going to be working in collaboration with at least art and design, um, if not the actual gameplay, but to kind of keep the theme between what 77 looks like and what this card game will look like. Mm -hmm. So when's that coming out? They said quarter four of 2077. Well, I'm going to forget about that by that time. Yeah. Uh, we're probably looking more quarter four of uh, 2020. Um, okay, so, so and the video game comes out in the spring, yeah. first quarter. So it's gonna 
almost like they're missing the golden window of trying to get closer to the the, the video video game release, but but at the same time, you don't want to just oversaturate the the market the moment something comes out. You want yeah, to make it first quarter, it. fourth quarter. Yeah, I would aim for at least second quarter. Uh, you want give, to give, give time, give it a couple months while it's still hot and fresh, and then. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, they are putting out a second edition of Zombicide. Yeah, um, a lot of people kind of saw this coming because Zombicide's been around for a while and. The original is definitely been approved upon with uh, Zombicide, Green Horde, and Black Plague, and Invaders. So they've done multiple versions of it now, and have learned what works better, what doesn't work better. So a second edition just kind of seems natural at this point. Yeah, they're going to be going over every aspect of the game, trying to improve it um, to make it more fluent. Which is fantastic. Uh, we yeah, should... it's a little clunky if you're if you're not used to it. Mm-hmm. Nice thing is once you've played a zombie side game, you pretty much can jump into most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, with how is this one slightly different from the rest is all you need to learn. So mm-hmm. it's more of a game system yeah. at that point, which is nice. Um, they di- they have announced uh, Tibiru. That is. Um, with their partnership with uh, Explored, uh, which is an Italian company. It is going to be a gaming council that is blending physical and digital elements, which is going to be pretty interesting because what will happen is you will be able to load in your uh, load in your board game, mm-hmm. put your pieces on there, and there will be sensors on the pieces to tell the game what you're doing in it, and it'll get, tell you if you can do that. Um, it'll be able to... Kind of like um, with the apps that you see with Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. um, but instead of having to have a cell phone to the side, you play everything on top of the game console. Right. Um, I saw some images of it. It seems promising. We'll kind of have to keep an eye out on it, I think, and to see mm-hmm. how it goes. Um, I think price point might be the biggest worry I have is are they going to price themselves out of the average uh average buyer mm-hmm. into the uh, the super buyer only category that can afford it or would splurge on it um cthulhu wars mm-hmm. uh king and death monster kind of sitting in those elite like you're investing into those at that point and you know the one thing is i have seen a few other um systems like this so this isn't a hundred percent brand new technology it, no it, it's something that's been out there i think the only downside I can see is I'm not about to buy a game console to play only CMON games on. Yeah. I'd want something universal so that I can bust out a Fantasy Flight game. I can bust out an AEG game. I can bust out Yeah, if um, they can get another buy-in on it, then it might work. But, yeah, it's it's going to be rough Yeah, if, uh, if it's going to be exclusive, their titles only. Mm-hmm. Um, then again, you know, for how many years did like Nintendo handhelds pretty much not have third-party, major third-party support either? So yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. I'm going over to Rio Grande Games. Um, they are re-releasing um, Puerto Rico. Okay. They, they've been listening to their fans. Fans have been asking for this for years and years and years. Back in 2011, mm-hmm. they put out a... Um, a anniversary edition, um, but it was only in German. 
Yes. So if you enjoy the game, you want something fresh. And new German. Yeah. Well, and you knew German, but if you didn't know German, you're just kind of out of luck. So um, actually, August 20th, they're going to be releasing it for $55. Yeah. Uh, it's going to have many of the same elements of the German Anniversary Edition that came back came out back in 2011. So, I mean, eight years late, but better late than never. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I, I know there's going to be diehard Puerto Rico fans that are going to be enjoying that. I just don't know if it's going to get new people into the game is the problem. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the other things that we have seen, uh, Stonemeyer Games, uh, you were telling me about Tapestry? Yes. So, Stonemeyer uh, released announced their newest game called Tapestry, one to five player civilization building game. It's going to be asymmetrical, so each civilization is going to play very unique compared to the others. And you're trying to advance um, four different tracks. You're either advancing your um, military, your technology, your... Military, uh, tech, science, explore. Military, technology, science, or exploration tracks. Um, those things are going to be kind of your key to victory. Um, but depending on what civilization you're playing is supposed to be, how you're going to be able to pull that off. Um, the, there is no price yet on it, but the pre-orders are going to be going up sometime during September through uh, the Stonemeyer website. So, Excellent. Um, if Wingspan and the, the spiel, that, uh, the, uh, uh, spiel that they won for Wingspan is any indication, uh, there's going to be a lot of hype and buzz about this game. It already hit like Board Game Geek's number one hotness mm-hmm. by just as- announcing that here's a board game box and it's called Tapestry and like no other details. Nice. So a lot of people are talking about this one. Um, and then AEG also... Not really news, but did put out and release the Space Base second expansion called uh, Command Station. This is a storage solution slash uh, player expansion. So Space Base goes uh, up to five players normally. This gives you uh, option up to seven players. Every player will also have unique sets of dice, which was one of the... uh, pains of the regular game where you had one set of dice you had to roll and pass it around Uh, one of the noted benefits in the rule book for this was if you leave the table for like let's say a bathroom break the game can continue without you everyone will leave their dice in front of them to know what you trigger on your board because when it's not your turn stuff happens oh and you can get money and resources and stuff so like oh, I missed three turns, I don't have to sit there for them as long as everybody keeps their dice out. Nice. Very nice. Um, They do have accelerator rules. The one thing I did notice with the more players, the longer the game takes. So with Mm -hmm. six or seven players, I'm expecting more of a Catan feel where it just keeps going. Um, But like five to six player Catan, they do have some accelerated to get past those first few slow turns that are Mm -hmm. really just like, okay, we're building, we're building, we're building. Okay, now stuff is actually starting to, you know, work. Mm-hmm. So, um, the other thing they include is uh, 350 sleeves. Because they are a unique, like, half card size. So, um, if you are a person who likes to sleeve their games, definitely check this out. Because it's 40 bucks, and it comes with a box that holds everything, and sleeves for your game. 
and two new colors for uh, your players to choose from if you don't want to actually play seven <laughs> players. So very nice. Yep, a lot of good stuff there. So on to our main topic. Main topic. Now we're just gonna reminisce of the days of old. You know, two weeks ago when we were at Gen Con. Eh, I don't remember. So, uh, busy, busy, very busy. Seventy thousand, over seventy thousand, I think was the head count this year. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge numbers. Um, keeps getting bigger every year. Um, Indianapolis keeps supporting it every year. So there's a lot of stuff going on, and I'm always overwhelmed with the I want to do everything, but I can't do everything, mm-hmm. and I'm frustrated because I can't do everything. So. And you know, and that that's I definitely feel that because I know after Gen Con twenty eighteen. Oh, and now doing a podcast uh on top of it all, I want to talk to more people. Mm-hmm. Um and and actually make connections and talk and like we might even have a couple leads that um we have some guests on the show for for that because I was talking with people like, Hey, I run a podcast. Mm-hmm. Would you be interested in talking? And uh so, the best thing I would actually say to our listeners is if you want us to have more influential guests, tell your friends to start listening, too, because uh, more audience means more people are actually more interested in coming onto the show because we have a bigger poll. Mm-hmm. Weird how that works. Yeah. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, all the stuff that I put in the outro that I don't think anybody listens to. You should. Paul's song's really good. Paul's song is very good. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that where you feel like there's so much to do and you don't have enough time. Never enough time. I got into the uh, consignment hall, which I didn't get to do last year. Right. And it's it's just fun to kind of dig around in there and see what's what's available. I did go late on Friday, so mm. it was pretty picked over by the time I got in there. Yeah. Um, that is a big, um, a lot of people put their stuff up and then, uh, it goes very quickly too. Cause that's like bargain finding. Yeah. And it was nice cause you know, I found, I, I personally found, I found, um, uh, Donner party. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. I haven't played it yet. Um, I do know we were with a few people who, who had heard of it. It was a mm-hmm. Kickstarter two years ago, three years ago, something like that. Yep. Um, and they heard nothing but good things about it. So. Right. It's one of the things, like, I didn't know anyone who backed it, but I had heard about it and, and it was a relatively successful Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, but then there's just so much stuff that you always just feel like you miss out on. Even trying to go in through the, the vendor hall, it, it's very difficult to make it all the way through the vendor hall in one go. You kind of feel like you're going in there, doing a few aisles, going to an event, coming back, doing mm-hmm. a few more aisles, starting at the other end, trying to find that... I think it took uh, with with the events kind of piled up on Thursday. I didn't wait, I know I didn't get a lot of time in there Thursday proper, but I would say about two days allowed me to to truly explore most of it. With mm-hmm. with events kind of kicking in near the end, because I would have like an event at four when it closed at six, I would lose quote unquote two hours at the vendor hall. But I was in there, you know, for several hours prior. Mm-hmm. So. Um, things I would suggest with the vendor hall, um, if you are interested in picking up any of the big hits, 
Um, any new big releases um, this year? Things would be like um, Unmatched was huge. Mm. There was uh, Horrified was actually one of the big mm. ones that was very talked about. Um, there was it didn't show up in time, um, but uh, Sandy Peterson Games had a um, Star Tropolis that was supposed to potentially drop there, and mm. people were looking for that. So any of these hot titles or early releases, um, like the Star Wars Clone Wars for Legion, mm -hmm. um, yeah, those, those are what we're talking about, is those hot items that you want to get early, uh, because either they're just announced or just putting out uh, about two months in advance. And you want to make sure to, um, I would always suggest, follow the, uh, follow the publisher, on any mm -hmm. kind of social media, just keep an eye on what they're planning. And note that plans change very quickly because sometimes they don't know until the day of. Mm -hmm. uh, also, check out the map in advance. If you're trying to sneak in and get to that, that booth as soon as possible, you want to make sure that you're standing as close to the booth when the door is open. You don't want to start on the other side of the vendor hall and try to push against the crowd to get over there yeah um allow your time uh, allow yourself some time to also just take everything in because there is a lot going on you can find a lot of games that you might not have looked for in the past or or mm -hmm. thought about in the past honestly i'll it sounds very strange most of my like early rushing like because we were there kind of gate open every day mm -hmm. one of my early rushes though was to gale force 9 to demo dune because mm -hmm. they were only running one table demo mm -hmm. um and they were they were doing a long demo it was like a 30 to 45 minute demo mm -hmm. which means six players can only really demo that um five times six times in the day maybe seven yeah so you don't get a lot of people through that because there's one one group at a time. So I rushed over one morning to get there mm -hmm. to be able to be one of the first groups. And then, of course, because uh, the designer was there, got to chatting up with him and and um, how that game had pretty much was lost to licensing hell mm -hmm. and is now back because uh, Gale Force 9 was able to get that license resurrected so we can get dune repurposed again uh since that um last time we saw dune was almost 30 years ago mm. i want to say roughly around 30 years now um fancy plate put out uh mechatol rex which was a twilight imperium spin-off game that used kind of the dune mechanics yeah. in their universe so there was a game that was similar Mm -hmm. At least, but that was like a, uh, it was like a Chinese knockoff of the original game, to, mm -hmm. to truthfully be told about that one. And uh, it's good. It's going to be very, very good. And if you're a fan of the Dune series, it'll be very good for you. Because mm -hmm. it all the factions play as you think they should, is how uh, the designer was Nice. Kind Very kind nice. enough to explain is it wasn't about game balance. It was mm. does this feel like you're playing House Atreides? Does mm -hmm. this feel like you're playing the Fremen? If yes, 
then they're doing their job right. And that's what Gale Force 9 is really good at, because even uh, Spartacus that they had for a while felt like you were playing the Spartacus game. They're theme-heavy. Mm-hmm. Is it the best rule sets? Uh, give or take. Mm-hmm. Are they unbalanced games? Sometimes. But it's always because of the theme, never because of poor design. Mm-hmm. So, Do you have any uh, advice for anyone jumping into the convention in any kind of aspect? Based on our experiences. Based on our experiences, um, a lot of it, just be aware that a lot of it's a lottery. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've talked about it before, housing is a lottery. You may get lucky and get a good time slot so you can actually get a connected room, or you may be 10 miles out. Um, At that point, look at Airbnbs and group up with people because last year we were three miles out with an Airbnb that was very successful. I mean, we can. I would also suggest doing what we did this year, where someone got the room, and then every day I just yeah keep checking because made some sort of crazy prayer and sacrificed a goat, and then went on the Gen Con housing portal, and there it was—a room that's attached to the uh, convention center. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, don't give up. Just keep checking if you're looking for something better. Um, same thing with the events. Mm-hmm. Um. Build your wish list of what you want. Definitely prioritize it. Like if, um, for my sake, Arkham Horror is my number one game. So I had to make sure, yes, I'm getting into Arkham Horror at some point. Mm. And, and you're the same way. You wanted to do that with me. And Tony wanted to do that with us. Like there was a group of us and like that was my goal. Um, use the friends network that they have because mm-hmm. I was a I was able to buy the tickets for everybody. But because I built the wish list to have everybody on my buying power, you can only do that if you're friends through the portal. Mm-hmm. But what it allowed me to do was coordinate of, oh, there's three tickets available for this time slot mm-hmm. all at the same time. Buy those. Don't buy the one that's alone on Thursday. Don't buy the one that's alone here. So it allowed us to play together and not be separated. Yeah, and that was all. That was all very nice. Um, I do also appreciate how they do that, though, where you can't just go on and say, "Hey, I need twenty tickets to Arkham," and they go, "Okay, well, you must know twenty people then. Sell them to you, and then we find you on the street corner trying to scalp tickets to Arkham." Yeah, um, you actually have to have a badge to get the ticket. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, work with your friends to try to get into everything together. If you try doing it separate, mm-hmm. you all may get tickets. But, but one may be at three, one may be at five, one may be two days from then. Yep. Um, Which, if that's what it ends up being, that's what it ends up being. But it's always kind of fun to play with people you know, or at least mm-hmm. some people you know. Because, um, yeah, that's part of why you're going as a group. But meet new friends. Talk mm-hmm. to people. These, this is actually, it's weird because Gen Con is like, I was actually reading a really thought out article that was talking about how Gen Con is just a very unique experience because it's a bunch of people from a bunch of different backgrounds. Of, of, we're talking 70,000 people. Mm-hmm. But we all kind of have the same passion for gaming. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them may be D&D, Pathfinder, Starfinder, tabletop, tabletop RPG. RPG people. Some may be Warhammer miniature people some may be card game 
magic players. Mm-hmm. There may be, you know, the the European board game fans, the American but nobody all overall there are instances that pop up because when you get seventy thousand people it happens. Mm-hmm. But there isn't that clash of like, oh my stuff is better than your stuff. I never see that. Mm-hmm. There's like, oh yeah, that's not really for me because it's like completely Japan anime and I'm just not into that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, you know, Other people say, are though. I could say, because I used to go to anime conventions a mm-hmm. lot, um, that you get a lot of that. You get a lot of, well, that anime's trash. You right. should watch this. And it's like you're all watching Shonen Jump and you're comparing notes on right. the same thing, just reskinned. Let's... Uh, yeah, everybody kind of puts their differences but, aside yeah. when it comes to gaming and Gen Con, and I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot more people asking you questions about games that you're walking around with, like games you just bought. They want to know more about the game that you're carrying. Right. What is that? Where is that? Yeah. Tell me more oh, about this. Tell I, I keep me seeing more. it everywhere. Yeah. Um. So it, it it's it's a great experience. Um. There are a few things that I would suggest for anyone going just for peace of mind. Um, we shared a room with, it was me, you, and one other guy. And yep. then we had a lot of guys coming up to the room. Yeah. I would suggest bringing um, some sort of scented spray. Meh. Because it gets rough in the restrooms. Um, yeah. 70,000 people. Human yeah. stuff happens. Yeah. Uh, and it just kind of makes it easier to escape the surroundings if you're you're finding yourself in a gross situation. Mm-hmm. Um, the one downside I saw, it didn't seem like the bathrooms, like the bathrooms on the convention center, the majority of them were not very clean the entire time. I would suggest. I don't think they can keep. Them yeah, clean. they probably can't keep it clean. So I would suggest that would be like one person in there the entire yeah. like eight hours, constantly cleaning. Yeah, I mean, but I would go to the restroom and you'd have a long line of people waiting for a a, a stall, and when you walk up, all the star, stalls are open but one. It's because there's only one stall that has toilet paper in there. Yeah, you want to skip the line. Bring your own toilet paper. I'm doing it next year. I'm not going to lie. It's meh. It's just a suggestion for anyone who's... When you're on the go. Yeah. Um. I mean, we brought a lot of snacks. We brought water bottles. Water bottles probably really helped out quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. because they Stay have, hydrated. Keep moving. You're yeah. on your feet. Um, they know have, your limits. They have... Honestly, know yeah. your limits. They have uh, bottled water... Or, um, like water coolers all over the place so you can fill up your your bottles um that's better than uh in lucas oil stadium it was four dollars and fifty cents for a single 20 ounce bottle of water if you went over to the mall that was oh that's it yeah the mall you know you walk 15 minutes to get to the mall but the mall was a dollar fifty uh yeah that's why you bring it up i just carried everything out to me which then caused my back muscles to be very angry because I wasn't used to that. Yeah. So Well, I brought everything with me. We were with friends who didn't, and I decided to get fresh air and walk all the way over there and get them some drinks. That's true, too. Well, I planned on getting them drinks the first 
and plan on getting him drinks at the first uh, vending machine I could find. But after seeing it was $4.50 per drink. You kept walking. Kept walking. Um, I don't know if what, any other, like, we've, we've gone over a lot of tips over mm. the, the several episodes. But small tip money. I couldn't, I couldn't agree anymore. That, that's, that's fantastic. Just enjoy the people you're with. If you get signed up for a demo or if you're in a demo or you sign up for an event with people you don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, we went to Pathfinder and we had that father-son who mm-hmm. just came up to us and said, hey, we need six people to get a table. I see you guys have four. We're two. Right. You mind just playing with us? They were great. They were fantastic. They were fun Super to play nice. with. Yeah. And that little, like, preamble of, like, hey, there's four, there's two of us, there's four of you, This that if we if you guys are all cool with it, that's six of us. We don't have to get split up, and they'll mm. fill full tables first. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Yeah. Now, uh, out of our con swag, our, our con hall, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it is up on all of our social media. What's, uh, what's your favorite uh, piece that you brought home this, this year? I don't have it yet because it's not pictured. What is it? Um, I invested into the Master Monk um, Nomad's uh, Armory, which is a collapsible magnetic dice tray, tower, dice holder, as well as like pencil case. And it all collapses down into like about the size of like a trade paperback novel. Oh wow. Yeah. Um was that uh was that like a Kickstarter? They did that... do a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um that was already done. They were at the con. They've been actually doing the con circuit. Mm-hmm. So they were at Origins and other things. Um and we might actually have uh have them on the show. Oh very cool. Um just to kind of talk about their product because they are father-son team who decided hey let's make awesome gaming accessories so they did the kickstarter were very successful they actually did two different kickstarters um and then they're running essentially show specials which was hey do you want to get in like late pledge kickstarter we'll still mm-hmm. honor the kickstarter pricing which now that that's over it was only really like a 10 percent saving so it's mm-hmm. not anything like oh my god i'm saving hundreds of dollars on this or but it was definitely like worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really cool to talk to. So that's the thing I'm most one of the two things I'm mostly anticipating because I also pre-ordered Dune after mm-hmm. demoing it and went. This game is fantastic. And then um, with the pre-orders, they were actually shipping them out um, about a month and a half early, so that we can actually maybe do a review on it before it hits retail shelves. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Do we know how much that's gonna retail for, give or take? Somewhere in the fifty-dollar ballpark. No, not bad. Not it's bad not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as the physical things I took home, I so many fun stuff. There's a sweet spot of me that I love my stuffed Dracus because mm-hmm. I got it was like this impulse stuffed animal buy, and he's fantastic. Um, as far as games go, I'm pretty sure. Um, detective is going to be my big, like, I love the idea behind detective. Mm-hmm. And in the RPG category, um, I treated myself and got the, uh, um, 
level seven dice set. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, very happy to have like an executive premium dice set mm. to call my own because I've been gaming for far too long. And I have a lot of fancy dice, but this this stuff is the the aluminum grade precision cut. They're light. They roll so they just feel nice. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have the the cutouts where they the die is almost like in a like cage of its own self. Mm-hmm. And talking with them, it's the weirdest thing. It is a you either like it or you don't. There's like no middle ground on that. I just didn't like how it felt in my hand. Mm-hmm. Guy up next to me like tried it and went, "Oh, this is super cool." I'm like, and and the 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 people working with like that's exactly it. You're gonna get one of these two reactions. It's either for you or it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dice are not because it's not for me. But I definitely appreciate the craftsmanship there. Yeah. What about you? Um, I would have to say, I mean, I got a lot of fun, random little things. Um, the thing that I was looking forward to the most, and I actually got a copy of, um, it wasn't something that sold out almost immediately every, I mean, it sold out within the first hour every day, um, but horrified Mm -hmm. because you heard me talk. I don't know if I brought it up on the podcast at all, but for months leading up to it, I just kept looking more and more into it and just thought it was a really cool concept. And I, I absolutely love the game. It was a lot of fun. So Mm -hmm. that was, that was really nice to get. Um, I did get um, a few games um, for my girlfriend. Yep. She's a party person, so... Party games. And this is exactly why I say walk around the vendor hall, because some guy just pointed at me. He's like, hey, do you want to spear- spill beer on your cards? And it made me stop, and I go, well, not me, but go on. My girlfriend may want to. Well, it's not that she wants to spill beer, because then you know you're wasting beer. But it's more of... Are you in an environment where your game may have beer yeah. spilt on it or dipped? Yeah, exactly. So he caught, caught my attention. I go, okay. Well he knows how to pitch. Yeah. So I picked up party people in double play. Yeah. Um, and the cards are specifically made that you can. Waterproof. Yeah, waterproof. They're plastic waterproof cards. Mm-hmm. Um, all their games are like that because they're that's, that's their niche is party games and things that, you know. Are tough to you can be tough on and they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the other things I didn't have uh, in the picture were my Gen Con dice tray. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was very pretty. I don't know if you had yours in your yep. picture. Yeah, I have my dice in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoy. It. I mean, I mean, you talked about it. I think off the podcast last year yep. that I really enjoy um, the dice, the colorful dice. So the moment I saw a dice tray with it, I was like, I really want that. And then just the the mat from. Arkham Horror, um, Blob that Everything. Oh, the Blob that Ate Everything playmat is super cool. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy the, it. The poster is very cheesy B-movie poster, too, which I'm, is great. I've already told my girlfriend I'm framing it and putting it up in our place. So she can expect that shortly. Right. So, jeez, um, man. It was a haul. It was a, it was a good year. Um, compared to last year, I know I... I know my budget was bigger mm-hmm. um, in general uh, for events and for, for stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I was just really excited this year to just kind of spend money and have fun. Yeah. And that's the other thing I would probably say about Gen Con is it is very dangerous to go down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Have a budget. Have an upper limit. 
and and make sure you stick to it mm-hmm. or know if you do break it where you can break that budget yeah um food's not cheap don't not don't don't skip out on you know food um doug was in a seminar he was on uh, i think our day zero where he was talking minimum three hours of sleep minimum two was it two meals two meals and at least one one shower, one shower per day yeah um I mean, if you're looking for a cheap meal, uh, definitely hit up the food court uh, at, at the mall. It's, it's not. It's cheap. It's busy all the time, though. It's, but is it though? I it mean, is. It was. It was. It was a lot faster than going down to the food trucks. Oh yeah. So no, it's faster than the food trucks, but if you actually want to sit and eat your food, yeah, you're probably you, not gonna. Yeah, yeah there's you, not enough space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely make sure to eat. Um, personally, I brought cash, um, mm-hmm. and then had my credit card for that in case of emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really use it for much. Um, yeah, I was I was pretty much cash spending. Yeah, uh, I de- I debited food. I I basically had food was its own like debit mm-hmm. um, card situation, but as far as um, stuff and getting tickets and things of mm-hmm. that nature, it was all cash for me as best I could. Mm-hmm. Then, honestly, don't be intimidated by the will call line. Mm, yeah, you a know, lot honestly. of people are like they see it and they go, "Oh my god, that line's forever." It is. It is. It looks forever. It moves a lot faster than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, to say that you wait in line for like an hour and a half is not a great thing to say, but when you see the line and think, "Oh, that's really only an hour and a half." Mm-hmm. or hour it's not that bad go early in the day or late at night so at least yep. when you're standing Off outside hours. yeah when you're standing if you have to stand outside the sun's not blaring down on you but mm-hmm. otherwise yeah it's it's not that bad um well i think i think we've beaten gen con to death but we do have exciting news um i just want to thank everybody who went to gen con whether it be a vendor Mm-hmm. Um, the organizers and volunteers that actually work uh, will call and security and all of that. Mm-hmm. They put on a great show. Yeah. Um, I know people who run security for cons. I know people who work booths at cons. It is grueling and it is taxing and it is tiring. So for anyone who... For all the people who demoed. Thank you. Yeah. Game after game after game. Of their own men. Of their own men. Until they hit their game limit. And then, uh, yeah. Well, those demoers also have some of their own tricks. Of uh, They'll start mixing up the demo of like, oh, we'll play against this or we'll do this because mm-hmm. I've seen this one too many times. Yeah. So they they make their own little fun out of it. But, uh, no, it's exhausting. And it's much like DMing. It's mostly thankless. Yeah. So appreciate it. I'm glad everybody uh, made it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, on to our exciting news. So you heard us announce Day Zero that Fantasy Flight Games um, pretty much surprise announced. Arkham Horror Final Hour. Yeah. So. Brand new board game from Fantasy Flight Games. Um Everything that does go wrong in an Arkham Horror game has gone wrong, and now you show up to try to fix things. You have eight turns or less to play. Good luck. 
And you're all probably wondering why this is good news. The good news is our next episode, we're going to do a review on it. Oh, I was thinking that uh, the good news is, is the brutality of you losing and the, the suffering that you go through is relatively short because going through an Arkham Horror game for like that last, is, last three hours and then you almost make it and still lose. Lose by one turn. It's really rough. Yeah. Well, we're going to um, be doing our review on our next episode. And yeah. in doing so, um, we're going to be giving away... A, a brand new sealed copy of it. So, well, it's not my copy. My copy is open in sleeves so that we can play and demo it and review it. It was my copy, so yeah. you guys are you guys are welcome. Um, it's only because you can play mine. It's because I can play yours, and and we want to when when it comes out, nice. I'm gonna go through um our local store and pick local it up store. That yeah, mm-hmm. you know I like throwing him some business. Um, so. Just to give you a little heads up, um, what uh, what characters are in there? So, um, up to four-player game. Mm-hmm. They have six Arkham Horror investigators in there. Mm-hmm. Um, no one new or, or, or reinvented, um, so it's everybody that's kind of there already. You have um, Ash Campete, Lily Chen, Reedy Young, Tommy Maldoon, Michael McGlynn, and Jenny Barnes. Excellent. So, six characters you could play as. All of them have a unique deck that work a little bit differently. We'll talk about more of that in two weeks on the review. Mm-hmm. But um, Any uh, investigators in there that you're excited to see? Um, I'm a big fan of Lily Chen. Okay. Um, I have been since second edition when she got introduced because of the way she worked in that was during her um, upkeep phase, she could adjust her health and sanity. Sl- she actually had a health and sanity slider. Mm. So you can adjust your max health or max sanity Obviously, as you gain health, you lose your max sanity and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But if whenever you would gain one or the other, you would also heal it. Oh, very cool. So with a couple turns, she could kind of come back from almost dying. Nice. Uh, all on her own. Um, so I had a lot of fun playing with her for many, many years. She's in uh, Mansions of Madness now. And she's also in Eldritch Horror. She has not made her debut in the card game yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're only, let's see, Main Box, Dunwich, Carcosa, Forgotten Age, Circle Undone. We're only four cycles in with the fifth cycle coming. Yeah. There's a lot of investigators. It's any day now, yeah. And they keep making new ones. Mm-hmm. So some of the old favorites aren't in there quite yet. But that's the nice thing about the uh, investigator pool. There's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Well, excellent. Um, now, for all you listening who aren't following us on social media, shame, shame, shame on you. Whoa. We don't want to shame our friends. Oh, we don't want to shame them. But we've already put this giveaway up online. They would have had a few days to start doing the daily entry Yeah. to get in on this. So uh, make sure to jump on to Facebook, Twitter, share. Instagram, share it, um, retweet, um, make your friends enjoy us because we're not that exciting, but they sh- should be forced to. <laughs> I think we're moderately entertaining. You can go full clockwork orange on them and just tie them to a chair and make them listen to us. Yeah, I think that falls under cruel and and or unusual. Unusual, maybe. But my voice is so silky smooth. 
Okay. Okay. So I think that does it for Tabletop Arcanum today. today. Gen Con yeah. is over. Gen Con is also... We're already planning 2020. 2020 so is already in the... It's in already the, around the corner. Yeah. It'll be this year. We're talking about it. And uh, also, guess what? We're almost a year old. We are almost a year old. We are. This is the 31st episode. We hit 30 episodes while we were out there. I mean, yep. we rapid fired, put some out, but congratulations, buddy. We made it. Yay. Yay. All right. They haven't banned us yet. <laughs> I don't know who they are. They're always watching some sort of conspiracy theory. Wait, what was that noise? You've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum, hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you.